Hello and welcome to the One Thing Podcast. We've been on a little bit of a hiatus. We didn't mean it to snowball into being it being this long, but here we are back with you where we all get to usher in the new age of humanity, Homo Spiritus, by practicing dancing with the one thing that individuals, communities, and countries have yet to try and mass. And that one thing is the connection to the higher self part of ourselves, our true self anatomy, that people call by various different names. We'll go over that again in our time together. Our prime directive as a human being above all else is to make and constantly return to this this one thing connection day in and day out as our first step in dealing with life problems, rather than viewing life problems as things that we can solve separately from the one thing. And in this episode, we're going to revisit the purpose and meaning um, and just kind of go through the ideas again about the uh, the purpose of our I am presence. Yes. And if the phrase I am presence is not yet familiar to you. It's basically another term, another another way of talking about spirit, source, the divine, our higher self, the wisdom of the universe. It's uh, however you you word that, it's uh, the I am presence is basically the the essence part of us, the truest part of us that is grounded and elevated in sacred purifying love. Beautiful. And the reason we're talking about the I am presence at this point is because, well, first of all, there's two things. One, the words I am in any language are the most powerful and creative words in the multiverse. And I say any language because if, if we're in Spanish, we still say I am. If we're in Chinese, we still say I am. It's because there's a resonant frequency to those words I am that activate light at your point in the universe. And so um, it's important that we're talking about this now because the human mind, the lower human mind, the ego mind that's disconnected from this, this presence of being, which is 96% of our anatomy, we've said before, we're only 4% this physical part. And yet we place the entirety of our attention upon this 4%, leaving out the most important 96%, which is this higher presence, this divine love, this source of life, this creative life force. As David mentioned, there's many words to it. But this lower part, this lower human egoic disconnected from source mind continues to insist eon after eon, <laughs> century after century, on thinking that it alone can fix the world's problems on its own. Well, exactly. And this ties into why it is centrally important that we cultivate our relationship with our higher presence. The ache for a better world that all of us as good-hearted people have can only be fulfilled by cultivating a strong relationship with our I am presence. There's there's just no other way that Lori and I know of to do that. Yeah, exactly. And it's taken me 40 plus years to 
give that credence. <laughs> you know, like I used to dabble in it and say, yeah, yeah, you know, and anyway, it got stronger. And now I, I happen to know in my heart that there is no other way to make the world a better place unless we include this higher presence. And so we're going to invite you to consider um, how much inside of yourself do you have an inner knowing about this truth versus, or what we're calling truth to us, versus a hope that it's there. And, um, you know, maybe check in with yourself about how much of a open and clear and centered channel you are to this energy in your daily life. Because we can't practice in the world until we've got, you know, some momentum and some um, traction in our own life, right? So, you know, do you act in accordance with your guidance? Um, what exceptions do you make, you know, when you ask for guidance? Do you do you ask for guidance, hear guidance, and then let your mind take over the reins again? Because we all do that until we don't. Um, so that's our framework for our time together in this podcast. Yes, in this episode in specific, but probably in this podcast. Oh, yeah, I meant yeah. every episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so to to kick this off, I'm going to double back to what you were saying, Lori, about how 96% of us is this true self, this, this authentic I am presence highest self and yet our core wound is virtually universal in humanity which is the belief that it's possible to be separated from this i am presence the belief in the illusion of separation from our source from our our highest presence our i am presence yeah. And that causes all kinds of um what's the word when you have side side problems, you know, from the core, right? There's a term for that, but maybe well, not. there are all, all these offshoots from a offshoots. core. Yeah, yeah. Things yeah. like we're not I'm not good enough, uh, I'm unworthy, I'm undeserving. Um, there is no higher truth because I can't feel it or see it. And um, and then we live from those lies. We we live from that that uh, that perspective, and it, and it it's it causes pain and suffering more often than it needs to if we were to just turn ourselves into a connection with our higher presence. And we have to. We I think it's important to understand the the David mentioned the essence of this higher power, this higher self, this higher truth, and. Um, I, I think it's important that we bring to the table that in our heart, which is the sacred portal to this presence, we connect to this energy by um, at least giving, you know, the acknowledgement that our sacred heart is the portal to this energy. A lot of people say, oh, I don't feel my heart. And I don't know about it doesn't, you know, if you don't feel your heart yet, don't worry about it. Just know that that's the space from which you make the connection. And notice that when there's a connection from above to our heart, it goes right through our head. It goes through right through our brain chemistry and right through our mind and our, you know, our consciousness where all this, this, um, these lies are churning anyway. And that energy 
that is in our heart and connecting to our higher presence is of the vibration or the expression, if you will, of love, wisdom, and right action. Some people call that power. I think power is a funny word sometimes in the human, in humanity, because there's abuse of power, there's abdication of power, but let's use the word activity for the word power. So, you know, or knowing that activity is, is meaning power. So there's love, wisdom, power that is anchored in the atom of every single heart. And that is un, um, th there's no way to harm that. Like it's, it's, uh, it's in, uh, what am I looking for word wise here? <laughs> Indestructible. That was it. <laughs> so then if you, if you can get your heart, if you can at least say to yourself, well, I, okay, there's a lot of things in life, like there's this energy that is blowing the trees and we call that wind, but where does it come from? And okay, we could say there's weather patterns and all of that, but where does it ultimately ultimately come from? It's, it's this life force that has been really hard for science to get its thumb on. <laughs> and I'm not sure that it'll ever play out that way. But if if it does exist, if we if we can honor nature for a miraculous expression, including our own bodies, then we can apply that energy, this love, wisdom, and power to our own thoughts, our own feelings, our own words, and our own actions. And we can do start doing the work of transforming the lies into these more aligned with a higher truth, thoughts, feelings, words, and actions. And this is very different than having all of our problems in you know a box off to the side and trying to kind of keep it shoved in the closet so we don't have to face it or you know none of these problems are going to take you down all all they're looking for is our acceptance and our our willingness to bring the the truth of our higher self to them so that there can be a um a reconciliation of the energy back into love if you will and if you're not sure this energy exists, then I'm just going to invite you to spend some time in nature and contemplate and ponder how, how does a seed sprout? You know, I mean, we know the mechanisms, but literally where does the energy come from? How, how, what's beating your heart right now? And ask life, just the, the purity of life that's present in every breath to help you know the essence of life. Yeah. And then, as you contemplate, oh, sorry. Just before you go on to the the next piece, I just want to drive this question home by way of summarizing it, which is that it's it's important for each of us to get get honest about whether we hope that a higher power exists, our I am presence exists, or if we know that it exists because hoping and knowing are not the same thing. It's okay. Whichever answer you've got, just like Lori is saying, it's important to get honest about this question because what we're going to do about it depends on how we answer that first question. Yeah. Good point. And, and then I think it's, it's good if you go on with the, how do you receive higher guidance? Clearly. I already said the part above. Oh, well, the second question is, that is, what's the energy that's beating in your heart, that's sprouting the seed, which you were talking about when you were talking about going into nature, if you're not sure that this higher love and wisdom and power or action exists. Uh, so what is that energy? 
Get, get familiar with it. Contemplate that. What is that energy that's beating in your heart? And then the, the uh, next question is, how do you receive higher guidance clearly? How do you become a clear conduit for higher guidance rather than getting higher guidance perhaps, but then spinning it through our own lens or our own preconceptions. So how does, how does higher guidance in an unsullied form register in you? Uh, you know, it, it, the, the higher guidance can come through multiple pathways depending on the person. It's not the same for each one of us. So for some of us, it comes through body sensations. For some of us, it comes through thoughts or what I call downloads, where there's just an awareness of, of a, a clear message. Uh, for some of us, it comes through imagery. For some of us, we hear messaging. We, uh, and for some of us, we see we get we get these visions which is kind of like imagery except imagery is all five senses so the the key to knowing if what's coming through is higher guidance versus our own ego or our own internal information about what's going on inside us is if what's coming through is accompanied by a sense of ease um, or if it's accompanied by tension, if it's accompanied by tension, then it's not higher guidance. Higher guidance does not heighten tension. Fear about the higher guidance's input might heighten tension, but the, the guidance itself never has tension accompanying it. It's always accompanied by a sense of ease. And so if you're not sure how you receive higher guidance in a clear channel kind of way, then it's very important to enter into inquiry about that so that you get to know how it comes through you, how you conduit that, that I am presence, that higher love, wisdom, and action. Uh, because the process of this is a receiving process. It's a receptive process. It's not a projection outward process. Now, after we've received clear channel, higher guidance, then we're going to have uh, decisions to make, or we're maybe downloaded with clarity about words or actions to take, but that's not the same as projection. Projection is where I push out into the world my preconceptions about it rather than being the conduit of guidance, the conduit of higher love, wisdom, and power or action. Right. And judgment is also in there with projections. So that's yes. one way to sort of keep track of whether it's, you know, from your higher self or, or from your lower human ego mind. Because um, the ego really only projects and judges and criticizes and controls, you know, whereas the receptivity of um, our connection to our higher presence is much more um, joyful and, and peaceful than 
than what the ego would allow. Right. And so once, once you have more clarity about how you receive higher guidance in a clear, um, uncontaminated way, that leads to the next question. Right. Which is how do you trust and act on the guidance that you're getting? And um, this is, this is like any relationship. It is a cultivation. It is a curating of a, a relationship with life so that you can teach your, your scared, the scared part of you, the, the part of us that has been, um, you know, constantly barraged with fear. It, it teaches uh, us that we can actually trust. And there's a couple of things that I think are valuable that I'm going to offer up that are valuable to make sure that we're you know, walk in on the right side of the line, so to speak, <laughs> which is whenever there, whenever you're contemplating something or considering guidance or wondering or that kind of thing, if more often than not, you're saying, I like, well, I don't like this, or I, you know, want to avoid that, or I'm, I'm not sure about it, then you can be sure that your ego is at play, because the ego is very much I-centric. It's, you know, the, all egos are narcissists, <laughs> just for the record. So, um, Mine yeah. isn't. <laughs> well, I'm not a narcissist. <laughs> if you substitute I for we, and you'll have to just play with this if you, because the we means, well, it's my being, my physical body, my mind, my lower mind, my higher mind that's connected to an intelligent mind. It's my higher presence, which happens to be connected to the entire universe and the you know, as we've said before, the, the field or the fabric of the universe, which is the vibration of love. And, and we can even say the legions of light and, and any of your guides and master guides. That's a big we, right? And it's, a, it's very different energetically. And you'll have to play with this yourself between the I and the we. So if you can kind of practice moving into the we and making your connection, and it's okay in the beginning if it's clunky and you know wobbly just just keep doing it because your own heart will show you how to stabilize and come into harmony with your higher self so i versus we is one thing and then the other thing is if you can access gratitude then you're more likely than not connected to your higher self and this is the opposite of judgment and criticism right if if there's more judging and criticizing and projecting going on then that's a, a key indication that you're more anchored in your uh, separated lower human mind. But if gratitude is part of your experience, then um, then you're then you're connected and you can more likely than not trust that guidance. And then moving forward, you, you know you you can ask constantly from your higher self to show you how to take one step to act on the guidance and then the next step to act on the guidance and then the next step to be shown what is the next step to act on the guidance. And honestly, when you do that, it feels like most of the work is being done by your higher self. If we truly get out of our way, our own you know way in that lower human mind egoic way, um, then then actually the universe does more, more work than we have been led to believe that we have to do. So those are just a couple of ways to, um, you know, to play with trusting and following through on your, the guidance that you get, or you de 
discerning if it's guidance or if it's your your lower mind trying to trick you because <laughs> it <laughs> <does that> a lot <laughs> right and just to expand a little bit on some of what you said i i know an awful lot of people virtually everyone who experiences themselves as being connected to higher guidance higher love wisdom and action including including me and i yeah, believe too. including you as well lori um we're we're given pieces on a need to know basis it's not like the whole picture of what's going to unfold is just spread out before us ahead of time usually it's not usually it isn't usually and one more thing on this topic is that it's really important to know that the the lower human mind the ego mind disconnected tends to hijack our relationship to our higher presence and pretend that we're connected and engaged with our higher presence when really it's this it's this um you know um, facade that the ego throws out so that's why these things like the i we the gratitude or the judgment you know the peace or the tension are important because they give us cues as to whether or not our ego has taken over or hijacked our state of connection or not yes and then that leads to the final thing that we want to illuminate. So uh, in order to get to this, this final thing, I want to do a, a quick kind of summary, which is some of us hope that there's higher love, wisdom, and, and power or, or action. Some of us know there is. Mm -hmm. Some of us are clear about when something that's coming through us is higher guidance and when it's not, whereas some of us are not so clear about that yet. Some of us are more consistent in following through on the higher guidance we, we receive, and some of us are less consistent. Some of us have a knee-jerk reaction, especially if we're early in on the the development of this capacity inside us uh we we will often when some higher guidance comes through uh, and we recognize it clearly um we ask for a second opinion <laughs> are you sure sometimes third <laughs> right right sometimes a third opinion so the that question about how how consistent are we in enacting the higher guidance we get and this then leads into the final point, which is that it seems to be a universal human tendency to make up exceptions to hearing and following higher guidance. So, you know, uh, I'll, I'll follow higher guidance, except I'll cling to an attachment that uh, that this world is a, a totally messed up place where there's nothing but suffering and and higher wisdom allows this suffering higher wisdom is masochistic so i'm not going to i'm not going to ask about what to do about outer situations i'm just going to go meditate somewhere uh and and enter into a an in, a, a personal internal higher vibration uh, so we all have exceptions that we make about 
what we're not going to consult higher guidance about, what we're going to work out ourselves, and what we are going to consult higher guidance about. So this final question is simply another aspect of being awake and elevating our relationship with our, with our I am presence, which is to recognize when we are tempted to exclude something from our I am presence, from that higher love and wisdom. Yeah, beautiful. And it's important to just make this point too, which is there's nothing good that comes out of our, our ego, lower human mind. All the good comes from the source of life. And so if you're, if you're looking to tip the scales in favor of good in your mind, body, and life, then this work that we're talking about is, um, is vital. It can't, it can't be left out. So, so let's just go uh, through a few takeaways that we would like to offer you, which we tend to do in each of our episodes. And the first is a, a reminder and an invitation to live with the three questions that we put forth, right? Like this isn't something you have to have the answer to by the time you finish listening to this episode. It's something that you live with and inquiry with. And um, the first is that that inquiry, especially if this, if this is something that you're not 100% sure on, is what, what is the energy? What is the energy that's beating your heart? or making a tree become uh, an oak tree from an acorn, right? Like that's a reasonable contemplation. And then how do you receive your, your higher wisdom from your higher self? And how does it feel inside of you when you do? Like what, you know, is it something that you hear, that you think, that you get visions, of, you know, imagery around? Um, and it could be a mix, but there, there usually tends to be a primary way for each of us. And then the other one is how do you trust, how do you cultivate trust in your higher wisdom and then act on the guidance you get? Indeed. So yes, just like Lori's saying, live with those three questions. They're they're really important questions. Mm -hmm. And so we we want to invite you to practice getting more and more consistent at checking in with your I am presence throughout each day uh, in, um, in when you start your day, what's, what's your ritual for connecting at the start of your day? How do you connect and reconnect throughout the day? Because there are plenty of moments when I will temporarily lose connection or give up connection with my I am presence. So how do I recognize that and then reconnect throughout the day? And how do I end my day back in harmony with and as a conduit, a conduit of the I am presence? Mm -hmm. And in addition, we're going to invite you to notice when you don't act on the guidance you get. And not to judge yourself because it's incredibly human for that to happen. So expect that that's going to happen at times and just get good at noticing when you don't act on the guidance you get and practice getting more and more consistent with that follow through over time. Beautiful. Yeah, it's true because when we learn from disconnection and then back to connection, it's imperative to the awakening of humanity. 
So that's a little bit different spin on us in being in trial and error with this, right? Tripping, falling, getting back up. All of that is imperative in the expansion of humans, humanity's consciousness and in the awakening of this consciousness. So, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we would like to leave you uh, with a, a benediction. This is a channel benediction from Archangel Michael. So earlier when I mentioned the legions of light, um, that includes all of these guides and master guides and archangels and angels, what, however you believe uh, in that. Um, you, you do with that what you will, but this is a pretty beautiful um, blessing for you. Mankind can shut its consciousness against the source of life only so long as it can stand its own diabolical distress, which it has created by its defiance of our purifying love. I assure you the destructive forces must face the end of their existence because the cosmic law compels the annihilation of everything that interferes with the expansion of the light through the outer self, that's our human mind, and the outer physical conditions in order to hold them in balanced action, that a world may manifest and balance take its place. The moment we upset balance, destruction is a result. When mankind wants balance in the world, it must give balance first to the higher presence, the I am presence. There is no excuse for selfishness. Selfishness in this case being the choice for ego over connection with source. It is disconnection from the source of life and lack of good that causes distress. When there is lack of this disconnection and lack of good, there is pain. No matter what is wrong in the physical world, if it is to be removed, we must go back to the source of life and draw forth its purifying sacred love in order to change conditions in this world. All mankind's efforts alone put together cannot free human beings of this world from their self-created distress. If it were not for the countless legions of light that have blessed mankind and keep on blessing it every instant by taking away a certain proportion of the discord and impurity generated every day by mankind, if that were not removed, human beings could not live on this earth and the earth itself could not be sustained. That's one reason to be in gratitude. Indeed. Thank you for that wonderful benediction. Yes. So in wrapping up, instead of telling you what our next episode is going to be on, we're going to invite you to give us input so that we can decide what our next episodes will focus on. So if you are watching or listening to these episodes through our Facebook page, you can leave a comment there anytime you want uh, with um, what you want us to talk about regarding the one thing in our future episodes. If you aren't on Facebook, uh, well, let me let me just say what that page is. Um, it's Facebook.com slash the one thing podcast, all smushed together, one word, no hyphens. 
So facebook.com slash the one thing podcast. If you aren't on Facebook uh, and you want to give us your input, what we're going to do is we're going to send out an email to everyone who has subscribed to get notified about episodes of the one thing podcast. And if you're not subscribed, then what we want you to do is go ahead and subscribe so we can send you out that inquiry email. And the way to do that is through the podcast's homepage, which you can access through drgruder.com slash tot for the one thing. So that's drgruder.com slash tot. And um, if it's very possible that sometime after we've recorded this episode, we will ultimately have a homepage for this podcast that's not on Facebook, that's, that anyone can access to provide us with input. But as of this recording, we don't have that. So as of this recording, those are your two ways of giving us input. Either subscribe so we can send you an email to ask you for that input, or make your comments right on our podcast page on Facebook. Beautiful. And we thank you in advance because we really want this podcast to be a call and response. Yeah, we want it to be more of a dialogue than a monologue. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Indeed. So with that, until next time, remember to dance with your better half, the one thing, the I am presence, so you can keep living more and more fully as homo spiritus. <laughs>